Hey, 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 this is Laura. And this is Ardeen, and welcome to What Happens After Dark. We're so excited. This is our first uh, recording, and so... And so, um, yeah, we're just super excited. We've yes. got a lot of good stuff to bring to you guys. Yeah, we're, we can't wait to start sharing um, our personal experiences, um, the little bit of knowledge that we have. We're not experts by any means, but no. anything to entertain is the goal. Uh, and if in any way we can help, that's our goal as well. So, yeah. Should we get started? Let's get started. And Ooh. what we're about, so we're paranormal and true crime and UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our logo made. Our mm. website is in the, the works. works. And we are just going gangbusters. We're ready to get out there. <laughs> yeah. We're to lay it, ready to lay it bare. We're coming to haunt you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so this first episode is just going to be about us. We want to introduce ourselves, tell you a little bit about ourselves and how we came about with the podcast and share maybe an experience or two that we've had in our lives. So do you want to get started with? Yeah, I'll go ahead and get started. And we also want to like at the beginning of each podcast, we're going to either talk like a, a crime thing that's going on here in our own area, or if we find something like national and so today we i pulled up here on ksl um it's about this former mayor in um murray a former mayor of murray his picture's all over ksl.com if you want to go and take a look at it um he got charged for spitting in someone's face yeah (laughs) and And with that those those that beer mustache yeah. that he has, I mean, his picture is ridiculous. You guys got to go see it. You got to <laughs> see it. He belongs in a circus. So, yeah, he yeah. looks he looks ugly. So look at KSL.com and then it's just um, when the story shows up, it'll just be like Murray Mayer um, convicted. It says former mayor Murray Mayer accused of spitting in driver's face in road rage case. Shame on him. Shame on him. I mean, being a public figure, you would think he knows. No better. Exactly. He probably deals with that. And nowadays, road rage is becoming so common and also so violent. Yes. Yes. It's it's very scary. I know there was, um, we work for a healthcare company and we had someone um, that was literally like, Someone just crashed her off the road because they got mad because she cut him off. Oh, my gosh. And they, like, she literally got into the accident and she was pushed off the road. Oh, my gosh. And ended up somehow in an accident in the hospital. It's unbelievable. Like, what is the rush? What is with the hate? Yeah, there's a lot of anger and hate. I don't know if it's COVID-driven. Or I don't know. Or don't people know. are just getting, I don't know. They're don't just getting know. kind of fed up. I don't know. I don't know. But it's just wrong. We need mm-hmm. to do the opposite. We need to bring more peace in the world, be more patient. Yes. And just, you know. Which is hard for me. I'm a crazy-ass driver. And so, oh. <laughs> so I'm one of these that maybe sometimes is sitting behind my wheel going, yeah, no, yeah. I am too when I'm in a hurry, but if I see someone that wants to go in front of me, go ahead. Go, go in ahead. Front. Yep. Girl, I am not about to pick a fight with anybody. 
No, I'd rather get to my destination than not get not there. Not get there because I'm being too crazy or being too angry. So yeah, and I don't want my kids to get a call that their mom was like, oh, and you know, killed in some car crash. Because guys, I drive a tiny little smart car and a Scion IQ. So if somebody hits me, I'm I'm done. You're done. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, because so. it's teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah. Or, God forbid, you know, they call the kids, you got to come bail your mama out. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one they'd probably believe. <laughs> your mama's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my right. gosh. All right. So I'll start with me. Um, I do want to thank... I have three amazing children. So Ashley is my oldest and I am so in tune with her and I just love her so much. And I'm so grateful for all the support that she's given us mm-hmm. in this. And then I've got my Shania and Yoya. Um, Yoya mm-hmm. is her wife, her significant other, and they have really bent over backwards to help us. For us. Absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. truly have. So thank Thank you both mm. for that. Um, yeah. Shania is a, a web design um, student. So she designed our logo. She's designing our website. Um, so I just lots and lots of kudos to them. And then my most beautiful son, Zach Luna, who lives down in Hurricane, no, Laverkin now, um, that's Southern Utah. And just all his kind words and words of support to me that he texts me. I just, Mm. I just love him so much. Mm. So no grandkids on my part yet, but that's okay. I've got lots of grand fur babies. <laughs> so that's good enough. That counts. Yep. It Pets does are count. your babies. That's They're right. Oh yeah. Family. Speaking of babies, we, I have a little eight year old pug that's, I don't know what she's doing right now. She's sniffing under my reading table, but anyways, her name's Millie. And so if you hear snorts or little barks, that's little Millie Moo. Getting or her word in. squeaking. Yep, that's where I forget She's about the toys. Podcast pet, <laughs> our sweet, sweet little Millie. Yes, she's and she cute loves our as heck. Oh my God. Yeah, she's my baby. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so I am a cancer survivor. Um, seven and a half, no, seven, seven years and a few months. Uh, December 3rd, 2015 was my last chemo. So, and I've been free and clear since. So I'm so very grateful for that. Yay, so very grateful. Hallelujah. Yeah, so blessed. Um, I have lots of others that, friends that did not make it that had the same kind of cancer. So it's awful. Um, so I was born and raised in Southern California. I was a beach girl. I went to Paramount high school, lived on the border of Compton, um, did get to meet Snoop Dogg a couple times because Ooh. our schools were rivals. So that was always fun. Nice. Um, but he probably doesn't Snoop know who I am, of course. <laughs> but I remember, of course. <laughs> um, and so growing up was kind of rough. My dad was a violent bipolar and he abused me in a lot of different ways. And my brother and sister as well. Um, my mom's favorite thing to do when she'd get mad at me was, uh, hit me very hard with a wooden spoon and would break that sucker. I can, there's numerous accounts. I remember the wooden spoon broke and I got to a point where I would just laugh even though it hurt, but I would laugh because I'm like, you just broke your spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what are you going to cook now? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I didn't quite break that habit fast enough. And I brought it with me or took that habit with me to my own children. But not very, I can't even count on one hand how many times. And I've asked them 
was I like grandma? And they were like, and now we don't even remember, but I can remember. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got married in 1992, November 27th, 1992, totally head over heels with Mr. Vincent Luna, who has since passed away in April of 2019. And um, we were divorced in 2008. Um, Totally in love with that man. He was the love of my life. I've never remarried or I've dated a few guys, but that turned out bad. So I just pretty much keep, you know, I keep to myself. So um, one thing that's fascinating, well, maybe not so fascinating, but I was born and raised into the Mormon religion, which is a cult. Um, And it, I got to say it wasn't all bad because the church did help me as a single mom through lots of hard times, but it squashed my spirituality side until just now, you know, like for the last, I don't know, three years or so I become a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. I really rely on my intuition and do tarot card readings and Oracle cards. And, um, I do clairvoyant work. So sometimes when we're working, um, you may hear me say eight, somebody is here visiting us Mm -hmm. or, um, I can't wait for us to record. We did. I'm just going to give them a little yes. deeper. We went to some cemeteries. Oh, yes. That was and our awesome. dean is going to cover this. But the thing is, is that I felt these spirits. And I have words for you guys when we do that. I cannot oh, yes. wait. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. I've got chills just thinking it's about it. It's an advantage because yes. you know where they are. Mm-hmm. We don't waste time trying to figure out where they are. We just go straight to the spot. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. It works. So It was so interesting. Coming up. I cannot wait for that episode. And then, um, so yeah, so I'm kind of like that way, you know, and I, I have clients all over the United States that I work with and it's just awesome. But, um, that's where I, I've always been somebody he, who, even as a small child, I would have dreams and then they would come to pass. Mm -hmm. And so, or I would see spirits, but nobody else could see them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that got kind of squashed out of me with my dad. And then, um, when I married Vince, you know, that was squashed even more. And so it took me a long time, but I, I met somebody in 2012. Her name's Mary Lynn Wild. She's has passed away. Um, she passed away in a car accident and, um, but she like reopened all those gifts for me. And I really started then like seeing things. Um, one of the first things I did with her, she took me on a spirit walk and, I had been bothered by like this really like demon type thing. And um, she said, I want you to come to my house on this night and we're going to get rid of it. So she had me do the process to get grounded and then um, took me to the place where, you know, it's like my special place in my mind. And I remember this thing so clearly because she called it forward. And then um, I could see and she pulled it out of me, but I, In my mind's eye, it was attacking her, but she was so well, like protected with her own protections Mm -hmm. that it didn't. But as soon as we got through and she brought me back and I just started bawling and I just leaped up and like held on to her. And she, I was like, it was trying to hurt you. And she's like, I saw it, but I was able to ward it off. So that's one of my. When they have experience. uh, Oh yeah. She was very, very experienced. That's where I got the love of crystals and rocks was from Mm. her. And now I have like, I don't know, hundreds of them laying around, but. So do I. (laughs) I love crystals and rocks. I know. 
And then uh, one another experience I had about a year and a half ago, um, I was laying in my bed and I had just like fallen, fallen asleep, but I could hear like little wings flapping and, and stuff. And I was like, Oh, what the heck is in my room? Cause I hate bugs. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes and there were hundreds of moths just like right in front of my vision. And I started freaking out because I am deathly afraid of any like kind moths. of bugs. Uh-uh. And, um, I was screaming and I had a roommate at the time and she came from her room and I'm like, turn on the light, turn on the light. And she did. And then I'm like, do you see them? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, um, and when she turned on the light, they went away, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, okay. They're gone. So you they must see have them left in the dark. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I would freak out. Yep. And they were like shiny. Yeah, they were really shiny. And so if you know anything about spirits and when they come to speak with someone who is clairvoyant, they will come in the form of butterflies or moths or yeah, birds. And so um, that and then as soon as she turned off the light, I started to calm down and fall asleep and it happened again. And I was like, that's it. So I slept with my light on that (laughs) night and I had to talk with my guides and told them, um, if anybody wants my attention, they do not come in the form of a bug. Exactly. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a, a schedule. Yeah, there's a schedule. Please. Like, <laughs> yeah, they have to abide by certain rules. And so, um, then one other, another experience. I also um, can see Fay, and so um, I was sleeping, and. I used to have a bed, a, like a dog bed at the end of my bed for my dog. And I woke up and there was this mouse in her, in Millie's bed. She was up by my head, but it had a little coat and jacket on and a little hat. And at first, again, I'm screaming, there's a mouse. Cause I can't stand mm-hmm. rodents either. Yeah. And here she comes again. What is going on? Flips on the light. And his name was Jasper. And then he was gone. And I'm like, okay, there was a mouse in my bed. And she's like, what? A mouse? No, I hate mice. (laughs) And so we couldn't find any mice drippings or any mice anywhere. We searched the whole apartment the next day. And so then the next night he came back and I was like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So you he was trying to bring you a message or yes, something, Yes, and he wanted to. So, mm-hmm. Faye normally do not, like, want to befriend you. They can be very tricky. They like mm-hmm. to be mischievous. And so, um, it was very odd that he wanted to befriend me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we did. He actually became, like, a just somebody. I call him somebody, but something, somebody that I would just see randomly in my room all the time. And so um, time came to an end of my lease and my roommate was an evil biatch. We'll just give it the word it is. Yeah. And, Your um, favorite hemorrhoid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was awful. Oh my gosh. That's a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, and I had packed all my things and I was getting ready to leave. But Jasper was nowhere to be found. I was trying to summon him. He would not come. Well, um, my ex-roommate had demons attached to her. Oh, that's what And I got moved over to my daughter's house. And I told Ash, my oldest, Ashley, she's very intuitive with the other side and stuff as well, probably even more than I am. And she, she goes, Mom, 
what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't find Jasper and I'm freaking out. And so, um, she said, well, let's see if we can, you know, like try to tap into his energy. And what had happened was he tried leaving, but the demon killed him. (gasps) Ashley saw that. And I know some of you are probably like, that's a bunch of bullshit, but I'm telling you the truth. These things happen to me. I'm not making it it up. I, I can't even begin to tell you. So Anyway, so those are some of my experiences. When you hear me tell stories, I'm doing true crime. We're going to go over, these are questions that always are in my mind, like what psychology makes Mm. a serial killer? Um, And most of it is the most common psychological trait among serial killers appears to be extreme antisocial behavior. They lack empathy, appear incapable of remorse, have little regard for laws or social norms, and have a strong desire to exact um, revenge on individuals or society at large by committing violent acts. So do you know anybody in your life like that? <laughs> I know. I won't say. <laughs> I know. We'll just keep that to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, the second question is, are serial killers born or created? I know that's something that I always thought too. Um, and there's, it's in the book, it's a book, The Anatomy of Violence, criminologist Dr. Adrian Rain says, says that genetics and environment work together mm-hmm. to encourage violent behavior. Therefore, it seems like there are various factors, namely genetics, environment, trauma, and mm-hmm. personality traits that contribute to the making of a serial killer. Um, and as we get into these, you're going to see a, like a common thread, like with male serial killers, and it goes back to the mom mm-hmm. and then female serial killers and it goes back to the the father and then um the last one is what do serial killers lack in their brain there goes millie um and uh so it it showed that criminal psychopaths had decreased connectivity um in their brain and i know i read somewhere where a doctor had done like an autopsy and their brain was smaller than like Mm -hmm. a normal brain so, um, and then at the end of mine, cause we're going to need some palate cleansers. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that I'll pull an Oracle or tarot card at the, each of my episode. Um, and then just, you know, buckle up buttercup because it's going to be a bumpy ride, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for <laughs> sure. For sure. For sure. Thank you, Laura. So that's me in a nutshell. Oh yeah. You yeah, take yeah. it over girl. All right. Well, my name is Ardine. I was born in Savannah, Georgia, in the U.S., not Russia. <laughs> I remember once when I was pregnant with George, I went to the hospital, and this guy started singing to me in Russian. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with this dude? <laughs> and so he thought I was in, you know, from Georgia, Russia. And I'm like, um, Savannah, Georgia, USA. So That's one of my places I want to travel. I feel Savannah. you are so lucky. It's beautiful, beautiful. And as far as haunting goes, it's insane. Oh, we're going. We're definitely going to go there. We're going. (laughs) We are definitely going to go there. So um, my father was in the Marines, so we did move a lot. Uh, We first started in New York. My older brother was born there. Uh, Then he moved to Georgia. That's where I was born. And then... He eventually moved back to New York, where my youngest sibling was born, Gavin. Uh, My mother was Ecuadorian. Um, The reason why she went to the United States is because my grandma had leukemia, and she went there seeking treatment. But there was nothing they could do. Back then in the 60s, 
Not there much. wasn't much like today. So she had to send her home. That's a very hard cancer to have. In My a box. mom's cousin has Yeah, it. she passed there and she oh. had to send her body to get buried. Oh. Um, so she married my dad. She met her. That's how she met my dad. Yeah. Um, but we were born in the United States. But when I was seven, my parents got a divorce. My oh. mom was a bit difficult to deal with. She was very controlling. And so she's always been the type that... I think our mothers need to get together. Definitely. <laughs> they might have been soul sisters in another <laughs> past years because, yeah, she was she was very, very demanding. And like, you do what I say or else. But she was, in a way, a loving mother. I, I don't yeah, want to say anything bad. But um, so... When they got a divorce, my mom decided to move us to Ecuador, and that's where I grew up. That's where I went to elementary school, high school. I graduated, um, and I got the best of both worlds. Um, I lived half my life, almost half my life in Ecuador, and then the rest of my life here. And so um, I got married, and... Um, we moved to the United States. Uh, we were in Newark, New Jersey for a few months. Uh, that's where I had uh, my son, George. My oldest, Karina, was born in Ecuador. And Newark, New Jersey is rough. A lot of Puerto Ricans and I don't know. Um, is it like West Side Story, the movie? I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh, my gosh, you're killing me, Smells. Uh uh uh, we gotta see it. <laughs> we gotta that see that movie. Yes, and they were after me. They didn't care if I had a baby, if I were married. They were constantly following me around. Oh, that's scary as hell. It was scary. I couldn't even go to the corner store without being followed by two or three, and they would be like, "Oh, give me your name, give me your number," oh my and gosh. it's like, I just couldn't deal with that. So we moved to Minnesota, and that's where I lived for twenty five years. Um. So I was married for 25 years. Um, he wasn't physically abusive, but I think sometimes emotionally, verbally can be sometimes worse. Yeah, because those scars, I mean, those not to take away to from physical yeah. mm -hmm. because I was also physically abused, yeah. but mostly mentally and emotionally. And those are the things that have stayed with me. Yeah, he yeah. was terrible uh, as a husband, as a dad. Human being. It's just all around. So I happily got divorced. Happily. And I mean that in every sense of the word. And I decided I'm going to move to Florida to start fresh. That's where my mom lived. That's where my brothers lived. And I lived in Florida for five years. Florida is beautiful. Can't say there's, you can always find something fun to do every yeah, day. It is beautiful. As there. a state is gorgeous. But the people aren't as friendly. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota, people are as nice as here in Utah. Super nice, helpful, friendly. Uh, you can even still trust them. Like, they're do you very think distant. Do you think Florida is because it's, like, more touristy? Or is it just, like, the natives that are? I'm not sure. I think it has a high diversity of oh. cultures. Yeah, it's like a melting pot, pot huh? Yes. Like and New York or something. Yes, yeah. yes. And so... Um, there's a lot of road rage there. It's crazy. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. 
I, I tell you, Fast and Furious was a fun movie, but it really it's actual like, put a life lot there. of things in people's heads. Oh. So, jeez. So I lived there for five years, and um, that's where Susie was born. She was born in Minnesota. So I had my daughter in Rio Bamba, Ecuador, George in Newark, New Jersey, and Susie in St. Paul, Minnesota. My three love cakes, um, so proud of them. Um, life for us wasn't easy, but they are all grown adults, and I can't be any more proud of them. They are wonderful human beings, um, very decent, very loving, very caring, uh, always willing to lend a, hemp, a helping hand. So I'm very proud of them. Each one has given me a grandkid. So I have three grandkids, and maybe in a week or so, I'm going to have my fourth grandkid. My Susie is expecting any minute now, her little boy. So we're we're very excited and waiting for my little peanut. <laughs> Yay. I absolutely adore my kids and my grandkids even more. Yeah. Uh, they are a blessing, so I'm very happy about that. Um, I want to thank them personally for their love and support and for always being there for me. Uh, Karina, I want to thank you. I want to thank Berto, my son-in-law, her kids, uh, Jaden, Tyler, Larissa. Um, I love them dearly. Um, I can't even express how grateful I am. Uh, my son, George, and my granddaughter, Ellie Bear, uh, George it has agreed to um, work on the designs for the merchandise. Oh, nice. With the pictures. So he's going to work on them slowly, but as he gets them done, he's going to send them to me and we'll save them from when we're ready for that step. That's right, guys. So, you're going to get merch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very grateful for that. Thank you so much. Um, then Susie, my youngest, I call her my angel. And her husband, Chris, uh, my little peanut, uh, Athena, my princess, and my newborn coming soon, Jackson. I love that name. That's so creative. Oh, I know. She's so smart. She's so clever when it comes to things like that. She likes to be unique, and she mm -hmm. truly is unique. So um, I love you all very much, very, very much from the bottom of my heart. And I thank you very much for the love and support. And last but not least, definitely not least, uh, my fiancé, Felix. Uh, we met online. And uh, he is from Nigeria. And I already had uh, the pleasure, the honor to meet him in person. Back in October, I traveled to Nigeria and we met in our relationship it hasn't it's been just the best the best i couldn't ask for a better man in my life it's like every thing to the smallest detail that i have ever dreamed of for a man he has everything and then some yeah and i've talked to him on the phone oh, he's very nice he is he and is, just has a calm spirit he does mm -hmm. he is very kind um, very decent, very sweet, very loving, respectful, and I am so grateful and happy to have him in my life. So thank you so much, babe, for everything you do for me. I love you with all my heart. 
And thank you for sharing her with me so we can hang out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Laura is good friends with him. He loves Laura a lot too. So hopefully um, we'll get him over here soon and everybody can meet him in person and see yeah. what a wonderful guy he is. Uh, I'm a spiritual person. I'm very peaceful. I do believe in the power of the law of attraction and I believe in being grateful, being happy, being positive. I believe the more you are that way, the better, you know, things happen for Mm -hmm. you. Things come your way. And I am living proof. I went from living in a hellhole and the day I decided to change the way I see life and the way I perceive life and the way I want to live my life. And I started seeking peace, happiness, and loving myself because I did not love myself. Amen, I've been there. And that is a hard thing to do. It's mm-hmm. it's hard when someone can control you so much and so badly. How much you lose of yourself. Oh, yeah, it took me years to find me. Yes, very much. And so once I did... Things started falling into place. Things started happening for me, and it hasn't stopped. And I'm grateful to the universe. I am grateful to my superior power, which is God. I am grateful to my angels and everything in between. Um, I love the way my life is going. I am grateful for meeting Laura, my best friend. I swear we were soul sisters for, I don't know how many lives back. (laughs) Yeah, many lifetimes. From, I think, the medieval times. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, We met through work, and we had uh, like a work activity. And that's when we kind of clicked and got to know each other and figured out, you know, we have a love for movies. Oh, yeah. We love movies. We go once a week to the movies. Yeah. We just love them. And so that's how our friendship kind of Got created and blossomed. And then from there, we had this common, what do you call it? Like, we liked both like mystery, paranormal, and all of that. that And stuff in the podcast. So we came up with the idea to start this podcast. So I am truly happy and excited. Can't wait to start. Uh, Like I said, our goal is to entertain you. Um to help you if we can in any way. Um, so, and relate in any way, you know, a lot of these cases can be close hit close to home, especially when it comes to true crime. And if there's anything that we can do to give any type of advice, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are extremely excited. Can't wait to start. So hold on to your butts because I tell you, it's going to be a wild ride. Yes, it is. Mm. It's going to be fun. But okay, now you got to listen to our Dean's experiences because they blow mine out of the water. <laughs> She's had some really wild experiences. Now, mine <laughs> has to do with the paranormal. And that's why I'm so into it because uh, I, I have experienced things since I was six. Why? I don't know. Is it something that they're drawn to me? They could be drawn to you in six, you know, maybe that's the age that they recognize that, okay, this is somebody that, you know, has a gift. Okay. Yeah. And so then your mind was starting to develop and you were very open and accepting to it. So, yes. And I've had several, uh, 
Psychic people tell me I have gifts. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah, you too. And I just need to learn yeah. to develop them. So hopefully I'll get to do that. But when I was a kid, I was six. Um, and my mom, my auntie, her youngest sister came to live with us in the United States. She came from Ecuador after the passing of our grandparents. So um, she had her roommates. She lived with her two best friends. And she would come once in a while and stay over for the weekend. And she was my favorite aunt. I absolutely love my Auntie Susie. May she rest in peace. She's my angel. And so she came one weekend, and I we had a sofa that you would pull out the bed. So that's where we would hide a beds. Uh, hide a beds. And so we'd pull it out. She'd sleep there. And I had a canary. Oh, my God, that canary was my alarm. And it was my love. <laughs> It was a yellow with a little bit of orange. It was beautiful. And so we went to sleep, and it was late at night, and I could not sleep. So, you know, tossing and turning, opened my eyes, and at the foot of my bed, there was a dark shadow of a man. He was tall, and he was muscly, like he was fit. Like Vin Diesel? Oh, the yes. rock. Fit. The rock. The rock <laughs> is my man. Yes, let's say the rock. Mm, yum. <laughs> um, but I was only six then. So he wasn't born. So maybe he was pre visiting you. Oh, to become the rock. <laughs> Girl, I got you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would not mind if a genie, I find a bottle and a genie came out of it. Like, one of my wishes would be... Oh. To have a night with the rock? Oh, yeah. Not a whole day, a whole night, and maybe the whole rest of my life. No, 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 no. <laughs> no Felix is for Felix. the rest of my life. So we'll do a day. We'll do a day. So he stood there. He was just staring at me with his arms crossed. And I'm looking at him, and I'm trying to, like, gently squeeze my aunt to wake her up so she could see it. And she was... Passed out, sound asleep. I could not get her to wake up, and I got really scared. Could you see his eyes, or were they, like, red it was glowing? Just, it was just a shadow. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see the eyes. It was just a dark shadow standing there with his arms crossed. Mm. So I closed my eyes until I fell asleep because I got too scared, and I just yeah, cuddled with my aunt. And then in the morning, you know, it was gone. So I told my aunt, and I told my mom. I was like, oh, my God, I said, and they're like, oh, my God, girl, you just have a wild imagination. It's not mm. real. It's nothing. So I never thought anything of it. I thought maybe it was. Okay. So when I first moved um, to Ecuador, uh, my grandpa was a doctor. And so he had like an assistant. And she was very good friends with my grandma. Her name was Juanita. And I, I called her name. Mama Juanita. I love that name, Juanita. Oh. She, may she rest in peace. It's been a month and a half for her, yeah. from her passing. That was hard for me. So we, the two families, we practically grew up together. So they, they kind of raised the kids together. Like my aunts with her kids and mm -hmm. then the grandkids with her grandkids. Yeah. So, um, she lived in a very, very old, old house. Very old. It was huge because she had a huge family. She had like 10 kids. Oh, gosh. And I was eight at the time. And my brothers, 
the three of us would go hang out with the youngest ones, which was Jimena, Zulma, Narca, and Diego. And then my brother Jimbo, Gavin, and I. So it was just this little game, right? And we would always play. And so I loved to stay over there. I loved sleeping over. Jimbo and Gavin didn't. So one night we were sleeping and I can hear a child cry. And there was no babies. I mean, we were all, you know, eight, ten. It wasn't like a little toddler kind of. Like a it's two, like three-year-old, like a little baby, like like oh, a gosh. two, three-year-old crying. Oh. And I'm like, what the heck? Who's crying? So I'm just getting up, you know, trying to figure out who's crying to comfort yeah. the baby. And I couldn't find the baby. So I went back to bed. <laughs> and then another time that I slept over, I had the baby again. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, where is this baby? So I mentioned it to their older sister, Fanny. And she was like... Yes, yeah, that baby actually is in my room. And I'm like, no way. And I'm like, she actually believed me. She didn't say, oh, it's just your wild imagination. I'm like, are you for real? Like, you're saying that what I'm hearing is real. She's like, yes, if you guys want to hang out in my room, he comes like two, three times a week. So if you sleep there, you're bound to see him. Oh, wow. So we decided, you know what? She had a big bed. We all squished in there. We were little. There was five of us, you know, Jimena, Sulma, Nerka, Diego, and I. And, like, the first person, we decided, okay, the first person that hears the baby has to wake everybody else up. Like, okay. So Diego and I heard the baby. And we're trying to wake them up. But, you know, when you're kids, when you're sound asleep, I mean, you can have a semi-rollover and they're not going to wake up. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't wake up and we could actually see the baby in the corner of her room crawled up in like a fetal position. Oh, that's never good. Oh, really? Yeah. Like just a young child like that. Like if they were trapped to that house, it they could have been like severely abused there oh, or any number of things. That breaks my heart. Yeah. So he was crying and I froze. I'm not the type that when I see that, I scream. I just freeze, I'm quiet, and I stay where I am. Yeah. But Diego, he got up, and he tried to reach to the little boy to comfort him, and it disappeared. And then the next morning, we told him, you know, why the heck didn't you guys wake up? They were angry we didn't wake him up. I was like, well, we did. You just didn't want to. (laughs) And so we told the family, and they believed me. And that's when I kind of start getting curious about the paranormal and i'm like there is something there yes like where do we go after we pass is there a realm where we all coexist together is it like a different world a different well and i think some spirits just are earthbound like Mm -hmm. they're not there for whatever reason Mm -hmm. either they have unfinished business or they just don't want to cross over for whatever whatever they're attached to something or someone or something traumatic happens so much in their life that it caused their spirits to, like, split. Mm-hmm. Now, I know for a fact some of them, uh, they, con- they call them residual. Mm-hmm. They don't know they're dead. So they're living in, like, like a movie that's playing over Like and Groundhog over. Day. Yes, over, over and over and over. And, over. Mm-hmm. and then there's the intelligent 
haunting, which they interact with you. They are aware that they're dead Mm -hmm. and they interact with you. And those are the ones that like to try to communicate or the ones that like to mess with you. Yeah. Um, There's the good and the bad as it is and everywhere. Do you think if they lived like a really like angry, awful life, they, when they do die, then that's the type of spirit they are. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I do believe that. Yes. And so those are some of my experiences. I have plenty more that I'll share <laughs> mm-hmm. along the way uh, with you guys. But yeah, that was when I was little. Um, as I get to, I have more when I was a teenager, but we're going to save that for another time. So that's what we have to say Yeah, that's about what... ourselves. That's what this episode is about. Yep. So we want to introduce ourselves and we do have social media set up and an email address set up because we definitely want, you know, interaction from you. We do tend on, we do want to do like listener tales, you know, every so often and stuff. So I know our email by heart, that's about the only one. And it's what happens after dark at gmail.com. Oh, that's right. So what happens after dark LL at At gmail.com. I always Um, forget the LL. Yeah, we're going to have Facebook. We're going to have Instagram. We're going to have TikTok. I love TikTok. Yeah, we're going to make some fun little videos to put on there. Yeah, So, and we're going to share, as we do our episodes, if we have evidence or pictures, that's where we're going to share so that Mm -hmm. you can see and put a face to the story. Um, So we're very excited. Uh, When it comes to paranormal we're going to try and do our own investigation and try to get our own evidence to share with you. Mm-hmm. It, we might not be able to do all of them, but we're going to do as many as we can. Yep. And I'm telling you, the first episode that I got, it was, <laughs> it was, it fun. was fun and interesting, to say the least. So more to come. Yep. And what's happening tomorrow? Our launch party. party. We're going to upload video and pictures from that. It's just like we're just putting ourselves out, out there. there. And we appreciate everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Uh, and we're just hoping for the best. And yeah, we hope to get a lot of millions of followers. Yep. Um, so tomorrow's our launch party. We're going to air this episode and then we're going to air... The first episode that you have with true crime, it's a two part. Yeah. Um, and then comes mine. And then comes the paranormal. Yeah. So please send us your stories, comments. Again, the emails, what happens after dark LL at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook. I think it's under, is what it happens what happens after, after dark? dark or the initials WAD W H A D. If you have experiences that you want us to share. Yeah for you just send us an email and just we'll just use your first name we won't disclose much and we'll share your experience uh anything that you want to share with us if you want to give us feedback anything that will help us improve we are more than grateful for you know positive feedback um so we're here for you yeah this is all for you so thank you thank you thank you so much yep and we'll We'll see you next episode. Yep, we'll record some more episodes for you guys. I hope you guys have a very blessed night. Yes, good night, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.